Hey guys, good afternoon. Welcome to the 330 Sports Show. Justin Kaufman, Joe Danier down here at Youngstown Studios on this beautiful February 13th day. Um, we are going to talk about the Super Bowl just a little bit. Um, obviously, the largest, most watched sporting event and TV show uh, there is out there. I saw at one point the Nielsen ratings came out and the, it was by far the highest uh, Super Bowl and I believe the highest rated show maybe ever. Most It had at one point, at some point in the game, 203 million eyes on it, you know, globally and internationally and all that stuff. But Can, uh, can I mention something yeah, right off please. the top? I love what they're doing with what Nickelodeon's doing for NFL. Did yeah. you see any of that the footage? You know what? Not at the Super Bowl, but I saw it. I've seen it at a previous game. They early in the year they did that Toy Story game, and then yeah. they did well, they what, did like the slime. What, stuff. what I like about it is like kids don't really understand what's going on in the mm -hmm. game, and when you're watching the regular coverage, they assume you're at a certain level, mm -hmm. so they explain some of the terminology and yeah. explain like what's going on in the field and especially like fans that don't even know the sport i would suggest go watch nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. to get your arms around what actually is going on yeah for like literally like you said not just for kids but for like the maybe those swifties out there that might not know what's going on I, you know i was keeping track of how long it would take you to mention oh it was name. coming sooner than later i, I know i i, was I will say i will say i wish the camera was on blake lively a lot more because my goodness, she looks great. Uh, and and I I am a pseudo fan of Taylor Swift. Like I appreciate her music. I think she's very talented. I don't get all the um, hubbub or whatever you want to call it about like all the hate towards her. Um, and it's usually all white older males that it, it's like, I, I don't hear any women while well, I don't want to say any. I don't want to, I don't hear very many women complaining about it. Honestly, I don't hear a ton of guys complaining about it either, but there's this like certain demographic I feel like of our population that's like, uh, get that get that girl off my TV screen. I'm here to watch football. And then do you know how many seconds she was on? For the I think Super I Bowl? saw what you posted. Yeah. yeah. 54 seconds total. In the AFC Championship game, I think it was 44. Obviously a bigger game. 203 million eyes and probably what, like, I would say, I think they said the ratings jumped uh, seven to 10%, somewhere in that range from last year's Super Bowl, which th was pre the previous highest rated. So if you're saying seven to 10% more eyes, that's probably worth 54 seconds of airtime. So the over under on cutaways to Taylor Swift, did, yeah. you, did you follow that? Did you know what it was? Well, I saw what you posted. Yeah. You posted 25. Yeah. Is that correct? 25. Okay. Now pre but what, what do you know what the actual number was? Though? Oh yeah. What yeah. was that? So it was six pregame and 13 during the game. Okay. So okay. they were relatively close. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. And, but I also don't think that's that much. So you're, you're thinking six pregame. The pregame, I think, is because I even saw during the um, America the Beautiful, I think, when it was like Post Malone singing, um, was when they showed her and Blake Lively like swaying and singing along with it. And I'm like, I think that's cool. You Heck know, yeah. during the game, I can understand, especially like a 49er fan or people that may, might just not like Taylor Swift to be like, all right, this is a little bit annoying. But like 13 times, three a quarter. Whatever. Well, they're they're just kind of lucky that um, Kelsey didn't have a better game than than that. Yeah, it, it would be like he does something well, and they cut to him. So he, he 
<laughs> almost scored that game winning touchdown the play before yeah. like where he got the ball down to like the three yard line before they um you know ran that next pass so all right so let's talk about kelsey and andy reed yeah. what do you think about that the little, bump yeah what do you think about that i don't think there was any problem with the yelling because they've been a player coach for a long time and the respect level and all that stuff like i think andy reed knows that was like a heat of the moment if you're pulling that shit as like a high school or college kid though your ass is on the bench um and and honestly I thought that was a bad look for Kelsey, especially the bump. Like, did you see Andy Reid look like he almost fell down? Yeah, right. He was not expecting it. And he's not the most in-shape person out there. Uh, and he's a bigger guy. Oh, so he would have totally roly-poly. If, if I was going to say, if, yeah. he, if he was either a smaller guy or totally not expecting it, his ass would have been on the ground. Yep. And I I didn't like it from the look of Travis Kelsey's perspective. I like, I, I, I like his talent. I love the Cleveland aspect of it. But... I, I didn't I didn't like the you know the the kids that are watching the game and think that that might be okay like um you know I don't like what the coach did I don't like that he took me out I think he was mad that he was off the field for like a play or two and they turned it over and he's like well if I was out there I could have made a difference it's like well that's a great mindset but don't show your coach up and don't do that uh don't be an asshole right well <laughs> you know what though a lot NFL I'm making this prediction. So mm -hmm. NFL is about the storylines now. They, yeah, they're getting no so doubt. many more eyeballs when there's some kind of controversy, some kind of strife between players. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got much more of that stuff, yeah. WWF type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's just heat of the moment. And part of me can kind of understand it as a competitor and, and all that stuff. Like you want to win. And in the end, they ended up winning. Um, but I, I just, I don't like it. Like now, the you, contact, I do, don't do like Do you it. have a favorite like player misbehavior that was controversy? Oh, I mean, there, there's some fun stuff out there. I remember the Antonio Brown, a couple of things, a couple of years ago with like taking his shirt off, run off the field yeah. on the sideline when he was with Tampa. Um, like from a celebratory standpoint, I wish so much. This is my one pet peeve with the NFL let players celebrate a little bit more, not taunt, not get in people's faces, but let them celebrate. And I do, you, you do see that a little bit more. I wish they would let them do it in college a little bit more, as long as it's not showing up your opponent. Um, but like Randy Moss one time in green Bay, I think he was playing for the Vikings caught a touchdown in a playoff game. And he like pretended to moon, like pull down his <laughs> pants and moon the, the crowd. And like, that's what people like you, you love to hate someone sometimes. And like, that is so entertaining. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Like it's not, you might turn off a few people here and there, but for the vast majority, I think that's good for the audience. Yeah. So. I, I have, I have two. Uh, one is uh, the Zeus flag uh, deal where Zeus got hit in the face with the flag and he stood up to the uh, ref. Oh yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And my ultimate favorite is that was actually a high school game. I saw this video not too long ago where a player got a bad call and he ran off to the sidelines and he got all pissed off. He ran back on and he leveled the ref. Like he went full on attack oh. and leveled the ref. That, that was extreme. Well, and that's where like you, you could end up in jail for Heck something yeah, like that. Right. You probably should. He was not a small guy. He was a big lineman. Yeah. yeah. Guy. Yeah, that's not okay. No, that's that's no. not okay at, at any level. No. At any level. Not not at all. Like 
you have to like, especially referees, NFL referees are probably getting paid pretty well, but like high school, college level, they're not made, they're not making enough money to deal with that kind of shit where they got to worry about their, what, what would their make physical. For, what would make for good TV if so like HBO picked up uh, having all mic'd up players where you can listen to the jawing that goes yeah. on. Cause that shit's happening anyway. Mm-hmm. We might as well let people listen in on the real rivalry and, and oh, shit talking yeah. that's going I on. I always thought it'd be really, really well. That's where I think it would be cool, like the swearing and like the 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 jawing back and forth. But you might have a few words that are never okay to say that you might hear in there, and that might not be that might be where it crosses the line. You know what I mean? You might still have like the don't they have like a seven second button where you can yeah. mute it? So maybe if you're doing that, but like, that's the stuff that's you why know you what words I'm talking about. Like, yeah, like that's the good stuff. Come I, on, it is, it is. And by the way, it's Max now. There's HBO programming, but it's it's under the Max umbrella. So just saying. Um, (laughs) um, But, you know, for the most part, I think, like, I get it. The NFL literally doesn't have an offseason anymore. Like, it is all storylines. Like, as soon as that game ended, the odds for next year's Super Bowl are already posted, which I saw the Browns are plus 4,000 on one site, plus 5,000. So 40 to 1, 50 to 1. You know, that's what most teams are. Like, I think the 49ers and the Chiefs were back favorites, and they're still like 7 to 1. It wouldn't be bad. Did you put anything down on next year? No. No? Because that's good odds if you get it locked in. It is. It is. $10 bet. It is. Yeah. I I, I got, um, I did win the, um, we'll we'll come back to the Super Bowl in a minute, but Miles Garrett, I, I had a future placed on him. I had, 20 bucks at plus 700 so 120 bucks one uh or 140 bucks one uh on defensive player of the year nice. so not bad which all the pittsburgh fans are uh really really salty about um <laughs> like i okay so on the and by the way if you follow 330 sports show on on uh twitter or x um i was gonna tell you that we, the name of we get i i i, I would post something and then um, there would be all these Steeler fans in my comments, um, uh, based on like, I was literally like saying, congratulations, Miles Garrett, you know, like retweeting something. I don't copy and paste like some sources out there I, that I, like to do yeah. that. But, um, if I, and if I do borrow something, I do, uh, cite the source. I mean, yeah, that's good. Professional I, we, we are not journalists, but we are, um, we are we provide information. And if you're borrowing that or stealing it from someone, you should probably um, source them. Right. So some speaking of saltiness, <laughs> not salty. I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitting facts over here, Joe. So, um, but a lot of Steeler fans were like, well, TJ Watts better at this and this and this and this and this. And then it's like, well, all the NFL voters watch the game, study the tape, talk to coaches, you know, that that's who they voted for defensive player of the year. So Miles Garrett won it, and the Browns really swept those awards. Kevin Stefanski, second coach of the year. Mm-hmm. There's still some Cleveland fans that want him fired, which is ridiculous. Um, you had the assistant coach of the year, Jim Schwartz, who will be back next year. You had the comeback player of the year, which Joe Flacco, which I saw some people were like, Joe Flacco versus um, DeMar Hamlin who literally almost died on the field versus Joe Flacco, who helped Cleveland get back to the playoffs. So it literally someone dying versus taking <laughs> Cleveland to the play. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I like that. But, uh, and then uh, obviously Garrett. So the Browns really did a nice job, you know, 11 and five or 11 and six on um, that last game really, you know, kind of was out. Um, and in the playoff 
things sucked, but for the most part, a, a solid season for the Browns. So. All right. So back to the the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Any commercials that you were notable to to you? Yeah. Um. Honestly, the the very beginning, they did a bunch of movie commercials, and I think um I think my wife was most excited about the Wicked yeah, commercials. Like good. she's pumped about that, and I think that comes out in Thanksgiving. I'm a big movie guy. Like I don't go to a ton, but when I um, see something I like, I look forward to it. I like that. Um, uh, it was a Jordan Peele. Um, I think it's like a, the quiet, a quiet place thing, but it's yeah. like maybe the beginning, the origin right. story of that, that looked really good. And there was a couple other ones that looked pretty solid. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial with the, uh, you know, that was pretty good. And there, there was a bunch of the, I don't, I never heard of Timu before. I guess that's like it's a, where billionaire shop. Did you know that? I, I thought it was the discount Amazon from what I looked into. No, it. no, 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 no. So, you have to be a qualified billionaire. So I I counted at least four ads during the game. So $28 million, a 30-second commercial cost seven. So that's a lot of money that they're putting out there. But I mean, I left with, with I left that game remembering that commercial even though i didn't like it or there wasn't like anything that stood out but that name resonated with me so i'm like i haven't i haven't looked it up yet or anything like that but i'm like timu yeah now i would at least hear of it it sounds like a a whale that used to be at it almost sounds like shamu that used to be at sea world back in the day when they come up with those names first i give them credit thinking that maybe it's something clever something in latin and i'm thinking they were probably googling names that were four digits then that was the first one that was available <laughs> Timo. Like, yeah, yeah right <laughs> it's it sounds like like an asian culture type thing yep. i i don't like do you know no, i don't know no idea i'm guessing totally I have no idea, but I would guess it's based out of like China or Japan or somewhere over there. And um, so just my just my real quick uh, thing. Any commercial stick out to you? Well, I was looking for the Uber Eats one where they mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston forgot and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a, there were some a couple of them that were a little insensitive that got cut out of it. I saw the original one and I was like, oh, people are going to be pissed off. about. Oh, this yeah. One. Yeah. But then they cut out the good ones. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's probably the funniest um yeah not really they were kind of boring did they have any clydesdale any, anything Budweiser? I, I think I, yeah i think there was a budweiser one in there and i i you know and you get up and you go to the bathroom yeah, or you right, grab right. something to eat you miss something um some people literally that aren't big football fans tune in for the commercials so um but you know i there wasn't like anything that really was like oh that was the greatest commercial ever but uh, oh walk christopher walken that was probably which my one favorite. was that one it was Car a bmw commercial? yeah bmw okay. commercial and everybody he talked to was talking in his voice it was okay it was funny. okay I, that that must have been a pee break for me there mountain dew so. was terrible i didn't Any, like that one I, anything with um aubrey plaza too i'm a big aubrey plaza fan she was like riding on a dragon with that guy uh from a show the community or whatever they used to be on a uh, parks and rec yeah uh, they used to be on yeah duncan um, was good mm -hmm. i didn't see the e-trade one oh i won 25 dollars for picking gronk missing the field goal and the kick of destiny or whatever he looks so, so humiliated yeah right a lot of gambling commercials this year yeah. which you'll you'll see that turbo tax and turbo tax which falls right in line with the super bowl makes sense and then there's apartments commercials those were kind of silly wasn't a big fan of that what's that guy's name he was in like jeff Jurassic, something oh gold bloom jeff gold yeah 
he was in like Independence Day and all that stuff. So, yeah, not bad. Like, again, there wasn't like life changing commercials, but, uh, you know, they they do a good job for what their intentions are. Like, you know, catch your eye, entertain you for a little bit. And hopefully for for you at the end of the day, you remember you remember the name. So all right. What about halftime show? Okay. So I have always been a big fan of Usher. Like I think him and I are roughly about the same age. We're right in that four. I think he's I, I would have to guess. I think he's about my age in that 40, 40 to 42 range. Um former oh former owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, too, former part owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers world championship team of 2016 but he is a phenomenal performer he can freaking move if you're a, a guy bringing your girlfriend around that guy watch out man because he will he will straight up steal your your girl there but uh he's good um i another pet peeve of mine is everyone is always like we're halftime show ever or best halftime show ever there's no in between there's no gray area people either love it or hate it i'm actually in the in-between area i thought it was really good i didn't think it was great i didn't think it was bad but like what always amazes me i'm not always listening to the music necessarily i'm watching like that costume changes how many different people they're bringing in that there was one guy in the background that looked like he got thrown in the air like 30 yards <laughs> he's probably dead he's <laughs> he, dead he might be dead <laughs> so i mean uh there's just some like like he went like how the hell do you get roller skates on that, in like 15 it seconds? takes me 20 minutes to get those suckers <laughs> i can on. barely even tie my shoes in I'm the morning you so i mean that, like stuff like that is maybe just there's two ushers maybe there was one maybe roller skate usher and there was other usher. the illuminati usher that yeah mm. <laughs> you know but i thought it was good i really liked i love Ludacris. i like little john i saw somebody look like they looked like the purple cobras yes, from dodge yes Park. they were yeah. so bad so i mean so bad it's good sometimes you know <laughs> but um alicia keys is really talented and i this sounds this sounds so lame and so maybe being a guy of me but i had no idea because i've only seen an alicia keys on a piano like i i don't remember her ever seeing her perform standing up i was like damn she's got a dump truck <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but uh i was like she's hippie but uh but she she's a phenomenal performer um so i don't know i thought it was really good you're what'd you think i i was you know it i'm with like you the impressed that they can set up a stage do a mm -hmm. performance all within a couple of minutes so yeah the logistics behind that just blows my mind uh music's not great live performances are yeah. you know it's it's tough to do that make it sound good and you know they didn't want to do like a jessica simpson where they were lip syncing the whole yeah, thing to yeah. make it sound good so yeah you know I, I give it i give it a c plus okay yeah i'm there i'm probably right in that range like i think the actual performance is probably in that a to b range whereas like the music was probably in the b to c range so yeah, yeah. i'm right there with you overall solid yeah. you know so let me ask you this that's just triggered my thought for the end of the game did you know the new Super Bowl or like or the new playoff overtime rules? No, I didn't. No. Like I knew there was these different rules, but when he literally said the the official, we're gonna start a new game, 
they were literally starting a new game. So it goes, if, if they wouldn't have scored there on that last play with three seconds left to win the game, like it would have went to a second quarter. So it wouldn't have restarted and then a kickoff and stuff in a new overtime. No, no, no. The chiefs would have still had the ball there with, you know, to start a new 15 minute period. I wonder if they would have brought Usher back out if no, neither team scored <laughs> for a second half time. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I would imagine they would have kept playing. So basically they played 75 minutes or 74 minutes and 57 seconds of football. Um, and then do you know what the total on this game was? It was 47 and a half. So the game finished 25, 22, 47. They didn't kick the extra point at the end of the game because it was a walk-off winner. They didn't have to. So people that bet the over were probably like, come on, you know, 47. But uh, um, yeah, the the under people were very happy with yeah, that, that right. uh, result. But, and then, of course, they were right on. When I saw the lines, I think it moved down to a point and a half, but um, originally it started at two and a half. So, I mean, these guys are freaking good. Heck they know yeah. exactly what they're doing. Um, coin toss. Over under. Um, so Vegas always wins because like it's minus 10, minus 110, minus 105 or whatever. It's never like even money. It's never like minus 100, you know, because they got to make money on their books. So previous to this game, it was tails 30, heads 27. I believe heads won uh, it, to start the game and tails won in overtime. But um I, I don't know. I just always think that stuff's fascinating. Kansas City, those weird stats. I saw like they were 19 and one under a waxing crescent moon their previous 20 games. So now they're 20 and one. So um, wait a minute. Go back to that. So this yeah, is yeah. a literal coin flip that has a 50 50 shot. How could there be a more advantageous, like heads having worse odds than tails? How is that? I, I think because more people bet on tails. Because there's, you know, those head, tails never fails. And like, you know, there's, I I don't know. But it's whatever, probably, they probably adjust the lines depending on how the money comes in. So they can kind of even it out on both sides. But the house will always win. Mm. So, um, but a lot of money was on the Chiefs in this game. So the books probably didn't do great um, on that. But it, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes anymore. It's, I, um I've fallen for it two years in a row now. And uh, if they make it back next year, I will be betting Kansas With City. Them. I don't care who they're playing. So um, until they lose, you almost, it, it's like you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So Another thing that every year it's the same talk Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. What say you? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 28. He, he just won his third title, third title in five years. I think he's been to has he been to four Super Bowls? He's been to four Super Bowls. So the Chiefs are technically a dynasty because they always say it's like three titles within a five year span. They're only one of like I think three or four teams to ever do that. The Patriots, the Steelers back in the seventies, and then the Cowboys, I believe, are the only four franchises to do that. And um, so it's hard to say he's not he's not quite there, but I mean he's was Tom Brady of six or seven? He, I mean, so he's Patrick Mahomes is 28. Tom Brady played till I think he won his last Super Bowl at 43. So if you give him 15 years to win three more, 
it's not out of the question. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's like one of those like LeBron Jordan type things. It's different eras, but I think Mahomes is just really good. Like, and they, they did not look like it all year. They did not look like even a top four team in the AFC most of the year. And when, when the dust settles, they're still on top. So you got to give them credit, whether you think it's a conspiracy theory to get Joe Biden elected in November and Pat, uh, and, and Travis Kelsey was going to get engaged to, you know, tra- um, to Taylor Swift after the game or whatever, or, or it's just like, maybe they're just good. I okay. don't know. So I was wondering if um, either Travis Kelsey or Andy Reid would retire after this game. Um, doesn't sound like it, but sounds like Andy Reid's coming back for sure. But Kelsey said, I'll see you next year in the speech. But sometimes you got to think about those things. Your body might tell you something different in March than how you're feeling after a, a championship. Well, Andy Reid has to uh, consider that Kelsey's on the team. Like <laughs> yeah. his body might not handle it either. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't know. Travis Kelsey too. Again, um, there was a, a video out there and he's singing like Viva Las Vegas. It was pretty cringeworthy. Mm. Um, and I immediately in a, in like a, like a text group, was like, and that's when Taylor Swift wrote her next breakup song <laughs> in her mind. It was like, I just hear him singing that song. And it, it was like, oh man, it's, but I'm, I'm happy for, uh, I'm happy for the chiefs. I'm happy. You know, I, it was one of those games where it's like, I, I hope the 49ers win. Uh, but if they don't, I'm okay. Like the chiefs don't bother me. I like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I like Andy Reed. Travis Kelsey, I'm, I mostly like. Taylor Swift doesn't bother me. Um, well, you know, going back to that whole Taylor Swift thing, I don't think we spent enough time on this show talking about Blake Lively. We yes, kind of skimmed no, over that. Yes. Um, we need to give a little favorite bit. favorite Blake Lively movie. What what is that movie where they get that caught? They make that school, the South Harmon Institute of Technology shit. You, you never saw <laughs> I that. I don't one? know that movie. Oh, it was yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, My favorite one has to be the shallows. Have you ever seen that? Uh, She's in a bathing suit, the whole movie, but okay. there's like a shark. There's like a shark following her. It's basically just her in Hawaii swimming. So, um, yeah, we'll have to look up her IMDB and see what we think there, but yeah, uh, go back and reminisce over the, but, because what, what, uh, David Njoku does for me in one department, Blake Lively <laughs> does for me in the opposite. I mean, department. she is, uh, you know, she, she really hasn't aged. She looks great. Um, Shallows, yeah, Ryan yeah. Ryan Reynolds is doing doing pretty well. Accepted. For himself. Oh, yeah. accepted. I remember that movie. Okay. Yeah, with uh, the kid from uh, this dude. Justin yeah, Long. Justin Long. Yep. Yeah, the kid from Dodgeball. Um, but yeah, she she's had a nice career. I think Adidas will appreciate their stock boost and those red track suits. Yeah. What, uh, what's her connection? Does she have, is she dating anybody or is she just a friend? Well, of? no, she's married to Ryan Reynolds, isn't she? I think I know, who's yeah. Ryan Reynolds no, is about, I, I, I don't remember those kind of things. <laughs> she, <laughs> I didn't see no ring, <laughs> but uh, no, no, Blake Lively is, uh, yeah, she, she deserves as much airtime as they want to put her on. So, uh, all right, back to the Super Bowl. Okay. Now we got that out of the way. So comparing that game with all other Super Bowls, what do you give it grade wise as uh, as fun to watch or competitive or whatever? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily like to give out grades for that. You know, I 
I don't know, but it was a really good Super Bowl. It started slow. I really think the 49ers shot themselves in the foot early in the game because they dominated the Chiefs, especially that first quarter. I think they were like 150 to like 15 yards at the end of the first quarter, but they had that fumble inside like the 10 or 15 yard line um, and they would have scored a touchdown there. So instead of being up at the half 17 to three, they were only up 10 to three and Patrick Mahomes, I think has won all three of his Super Bowls down 10 points. So it's like, if you could get up two full scores, then you got them. But overall from a game perspective, pretty good. There was a couple really long field goals. I can also blame San Francisco's loss on a Michigan kicker because although he did initially set the Super Bowl record for longest field goal, um, it was later broken in the same game, which is crazy. Um, but if he doesn't get that extra point blocked, they're up four points instead of three. That game, Kansas City has to score a touchdown on their last drive or else um, game's over, you know? And that missed extra point, blocked extra point, um, was so harmful uh, to the 49ers because that put the game in overtime. And then, like I said, like that the different overtime rules. So let me ask you this: in a normal overtime, the the game plan is to go is to play um, is to take the ball because you are not guaranteed the ball if the other team scores a touchdown. In this situation, both teams are guaranteed um, to touch the ball unless there's a safety or a defensive touchdown, you know, on the first possession. So I think the strategy in the NFL playoffs over time is to play defense first, the kind of the college format, as opposed to the normal situation where you're like, I want the ball. If I go down and score a touchdown, game's over, you know, so. What's your thoughts on that? So I, I'm going to go with the commentator's opinion on this because it made a lot of sense that if you if your offense was just on the field and they need to rest up, then I may defer, give my offense just a little bit of catch their breath and, yeah. and whatever. So. Yeah, I understand that. I, I can understand that. And I think being so new to this, this was like, I think maybe only the second or third overtime game by those rules. And some of the 49ers players admitted they didn't even know the rules, which, you know, you plan for a lot of situations, but... Sometimes it's like every little minute detail you might not have the full coverage on and some guys might not grasp it. So I don't know. Um, it's a little concerning if the players don't know the uh, rules. Uh, and that's that's an game. excellent point. Yeah, because I think even when they were like the official was explaining it, some of the guys uh, on the on the 49er sideline, I'm sure probably some on the Chiefs sideline too, if they would have lost, would have said the same thing. But they were like, oh, damn, like both teams get the ball, you know, like no matter what. So um, apparently that was the voice they used too. I don't know why I changed my voice, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, I, I don't I don't know. But I think a lot of coaches are going to look at the Super Bowl now if they're a playoff team heading into next year and they're going to really emphasize that point. The 49ers maybe downfall could be help another team in the future maybe situationally of like maybe you put your defense because hypothetically let's say the 49ers hold the chiefs to a field goal first they know all they got to do is kick a field goal to tie but if they score a touchdown they're going to win the game so 
you know, it, it puts your defense or puts your head coach actually more your play caller in a more beneficial situation. Yeah. What I like most about um, both teams is I think both of them were not a complete team. They were both very vulnerable Mm -hmm. in certain areas. So, you know, there wasn't, someone wasn't going to run away with it. You know, it was going to be a competitive game. Um, in the past you had, you know, super teams like the Eagles put together something and the Patriots always put together something. Mm-hmm. This was, this was a different one for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, actually Kansas city's defense was the better aspect of their team. And then you just have Mahomes who can lead these late game drives kind of, unfortunately, like our old nemesis, John Elway, <laughs> fuck Elway. <laughs> for sure. Um, but, um, you know, and then the 49ers have a great roster, but not necessarily a proven guy at quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Overall, a pretty solid game, though. So if you want to grade for me, I'll, I'll say a, a solid B. Thank you, you know? for answering that yeah, question. Because yeah. how much did you appreciate that, that was like a 10-minute long right. way to, of saying to, B. You said F you right off the get-go, <laughs> and then you gave me the grade on the other side of it. What, what if you asked one of your guests over here, like, what do you do you like this or that? And they're like, I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to really put any anything behind one yeah. of those other make the other feel bad. They put the F you in fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's what sports are, are next that we should we should pay attention Pitchers to? Pitchers and catchers have reported for spring training. Come so on. I know the Cleveland Guardians players. It's still weird to say Cleveland Guardians. We're going on the third year of that. But Cleveland Guardians. Pitchers and catchers have reported to Goodyear, Arizona, as I'm sure many other baseball uh, organizations have reported. Um, And then I think like your, you know, positional players report next week, you know, the pitchers need to like stretch out their arms a little bit more and kind of like build up that, that stamina, whereas the hitters can kind of come in and, you know, you're not, you're doing different types of training. So, um, so that's that's on the horizon. You got March Madness on the horizon. Now, do, um, do you watch any hockey? I will watch a little bit of playoff hockey every now and then. And I haven't been to a game. I'm, I've been bad about it. Um, well, I've, I think I've been to like three Phantoms games before. But like, that's a really cool environment, too. And last year, I mean, they won the, was it the Clark Cup, the, the title in their division. So, I mean... That's a pretty fun brand of hockey. Those kids end up um, getting, you know, scholarships to go to big time schools. I know there's some, um, you know, big ten, a lot of Big Ten players that will uh, eventually go from the Phantoms to Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, whatever it might be, and then, um, you know, maybe even drafted in the NHL after that. So that's, that's, some that's talent pretty on good. That team. No they're, doubt. They're, you know, and I'm I don't follow professional hockey on on the mm-hmm. uh, nhl level but uh the phantoms are always good to watch i have been to one columbus blue jackets game before and that arena is a lot of fun down there in columbus nationwide arena and i've been to i haven't been to um a pittsburgh penguins game in a long long time but um i used to go to when it was called the igloo over there in pittsburgh when i was like a younger kid and then uh, cleveland um had the lumberjacks back back in the day. And I used to go as like a teenager and stuff up to those games. Hockey's always fun to go to in person. I highly recommend it because you know, it's, it's fast, it's entertaining, it's physical and they're very skilled, but you don't always appreciate that on TV. So um, yeah, hockey's fun. I just don't watch it. You know, I just don't. 
Um, can I say one more thing about the Browns? You can say whatever you want, Joe. This, this is, is your studio. Like, <laughs> all right. So uh, the, the news about them buying some property outside of Cleveland uh, for a Browns stadium. Yes, yes. Thoughts? Personally, I would like it downtown. Um, but I think it's called Brook Park is the town. It's And it's like maybe five miles from the airport. And it's maybe 10 miles 12 miles from downtown so it's not too far from the downtown area where you're like sucking the life out of downtown i think a lot of people would go downtown and then maybe uber to the game or you know park um you know maybe go eat or go to some bars up downtown and then go to the game after or vice versa whatever it might be but the location is probably nice and if you look at a lot of these NFL, like I know where the Chiefs play, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like it's not in downtown Kansas City. If you look at um, the Rams and um, and Chargers where they play Englewood, that's like that's nowhere. Well, it's it's near LA, but it's no nowhere near the city. Right. So it's like you do need a lot of land. Um, but if the city of Cleveland, and again, I'm sure they don't want to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes and taxpayer money. I get that. And that's a whole other discussion, but if they're not going to work with you on what you want with the vision, then you might have to say, this isn't an idle threat anymore. We're going to go buy this, whatever 170 acres of land is. And if you're not going to work with us, we're going to build that there. So a little bit of leverage, a little threat that look how serious we are. Kind of thing. My only, my only qualm, uh, with anything they want to do, and it's not even an argument yet because we haven't seen any plans, you have to put a, sta- uh, a roof on that thing. I don't care if it's retractable. Retractable is the best of both worlds because if it's nice, open weather, sunshine, you know, the wind, the breeze, whatever. But when it's snow flurries or when it's cold and miserable, like I, I get the whole sentiment of like, Football is tough guy, you know, cold weather. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I think that's an old adage from like the 70s, 80s. What, it's what, like, what if what if we put snow machines on the side so that we could blow snow on the field and have it un- under a roof? Hey, like they do skiing hey, or to each their own. That's to it. Each their own. That'd be awesome. You know, Muddy it up a little bit. We yeah. can still have. I, I don't even ball. mind if they cut like a tiny little open hole in the top, whatever. Do whatever you want, but make it re- make it where you can have it all year round events, because think about the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars they're missing out on. So I'm not a WWE fan. Uh, I don't watch it, but think about a WrestleMania event uh, in the city of Cleveland, where you can have 70,000 people there. The, the millions and millions coming in. Think about a final four in Cleveland. Think about a Big Ten championship or even an Ohio State playoff game. Ohio State, the way they play football, does not want to play outdoors in December. They want to play on a fast track in a controlled climate. I'm thinking Ohio State would probably have their playoff games in Cleveland because the horseshoe is the horseshoe. It's iconic. You're not putting a dome on that. But you also play home football games only till November. So if you have the option of playing in Cleveland, that's that's an hour and a half, hour and 40 minute drive up from Columbus. You play that game in Cleveland, 
you're getting the vast majority it's going to feel like like a bowl atmosphere because you're not in your home stadium, but it's going to be all Ohio State fans. So you think an Ohio State playoff game or Big Ten championship game, you think Final Four, you could, I mean, there's unlimited events, conferences, conventions, whatever. You put it in that stadium, Taylor Swift concerts, yeah. whatever it might be. And I know she's played in um, Cleveland before in, in July or, or May or something, but um, that's when the weather's nice. And so to have an, uh, a venue only, you know, let's say eight home games, two preseason, and then two concerts a year. So you're talking 12 dates out of 365, and but you still got to keep all the upkeep. You still got to do all the, you know, the plumbing, the electric, all that stuff. It's not worth it. So if you can fill that with 100 to 200 more dates, think about all that revenue that comes in, all the jobs. So it's not just for the Browns. It's for the city of Cleveland. Right. So, so our, here's an issue. Let's say hypothetically yeah. they move it outside of the downtown. Mm -hmm. They can build up a ton more in the complex and the facility. It can be yes. a lot more parking, whatever. Do you think they bring the training facility from Berea and build a Cleveland Browns uh, campus? That would be cool. I don't see why not. I know. I mean, Berea is probably not very far from there because I know Berea is right by the airport. So at worst, you got a 10 minute drive from the facility to, to there. As a fan, so. like so much easier to get into so much more parking near the stadium mm -hmm. i think the footprint in cleveland's a little small to be able to probably do a lot yes. of what they'd like to do yeah and if you think about it too what that could mean for downtown is you have all that room on the lakefront where they should be building restaurants bars make it like a mini chicago um cleveland's not the size of chicago but it but it has the potential to be just as nice if not as nice as the city of Chicago with that kind of stuff. So I don't know, like, would you rather have it downtown or would you rather have it outside? Coin flip, man. Yeah. I love elements of being downtown, but I, I just know that we're never going to get the technological Marvel on that, on that plot. Yeah. And I, from what I hear, it would be like wherever that airport, I don't know if Burke that, Lakefront is that Burke. I okay. So, yeah. so wherever that is, that's kind of where they would envision it. But you still have the same problem because Cleveland, like many others, or like very few other cities, you can only go east, west, or south. You can't go north. Right. So there's only three entrances unless you're having a bunch of people pull up in boats, you know? So you got Lake Erie there that it's a nice feature to have, but it also limits your access in and out of the stadium. Yep. So and I it's don't a know. cluster getting in and out of there sometimes. I, it Absolutely. really is. It really is. Um, I, you know, there's the Muni lot and there's all those side streets and like different ways to get downtown, but it is not convenient. And to your point, that might open up a lot of, you know, and maybe, you know, it just extends the downtown area and or maybe that opens up some, some things, but um, I would like to see downtown be a lively, lively venue um, for sports, for entertainment, for all that stuff. But um for you're still you're not taking away i think you're adding to uh you're taking somewhat away from the downtown but if you're bringing in that much that many more dates people are going downtown to stay downtown in hotels people are going to go eat um i'm sure there's going to be a bunch of restaurants and whatever um built up by there too but it's like that's only going to benefit 
the, the city as a whole, no matter if it's in Brook Park or downtown. Yeah, so. I, I just like that. You know, you had Jacobs Field, Gundarina, and the I know, I know, it's not I, 1993, I know, Joe. I, I know, <laughs> but I just like how that row of all yeah. of our state is so impressive. It really is cool. And Cleveland is a city that thrives based on its sports teams yep. because. You know, there are a bunch of Fortune 500 businesses down there, but there's it's not the New York City. It's not L.A. You know, Cleveland is known for its sports teams like and those those cities kind of are in a way, too. But Cleveland like thrives when its sports teams are doing well. The Cavs are killing it right now. Um, the Guardians, you know, they actually have have been doing well in, in attendance last year. Um, but. When the Browns are are doing well, there's no better place to be yep. than than downtown. But just put a roof on it. And if anybody can tell me why, um, if anyone that went to that was it the Saints they played on the Christmas a couple of years ago, and it was like negative ten degrees, did anyone have fun at that game? You know that sounds absolutely miserable to me. Whereas, uh, you know, you go into a climate controlled the nicest stadium i've ever been to is lucas oil which is in indianapolis but the uh, other people i know they said the nicest stadium they've ever been to is in minneapolis another cold weather city very similar size to cleveland and it is the nicest stadium in the nfl it looks like a freaking um, pirate ship because they're the vikings but it is beautiful it's nice it has glass windows so you have the outdoor indoor feel and so my only thing would say would be um, just just get it right. <laughs> you got to get it right. right. There's no like half ass in it. If you're going for it, do it right. Uh, and hopefully they don't put the taxpayer money on completely on the line. They they, you know, have some sort of uh, negotiation and bargaining there. So. so you would think, though, like if a city invested in a in a stadium, that it should be a net benefit. Like it really should be it not something be. that you put money into. It's like people would be vying to get that for all the activity they're bringing. And, and to your point there, you think of, okay, well, if you guys help us out with this stadium and I'm sure it's going to be into the billions, I'm sure it's going to be at this point, it's probably going to be like a $2 billion investment. However, over the course of those 20 years, instead of going from, 12 events over those 20 years so you do some quick math we're talking like 220 250 events to 200 a year so we're ta now talking about 400 uh or 4000 whatever it might be uh events that's a heck of a lot more money coming into the city um versus you know uh a couple dates a year yeah, and, and if buffalo needs our stadium we'll charge them triple exactly yeah come on over buffalo we're business. nice people yeah yeah we're, you can jump through some tables and <laughs> light some shit on fire whatever you need so we got wings too you know oh, absolutely better than yours <laughs> yeah agreed Ooh. agreed shots fired so i mean i think that's really all i got okay you got well, anything that was, else that was the, it was good we had to you know, really go through the evidence of the super one. Yeah. We did a good job yeah. covering more it. Blake Lively. Is, more we could we 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 can never uh I've really shrunk down in my chair here. I've I was noticing that like I was I gonna think, bring her I think I accidentally hit the button there, but uh I, I didn't know if you're slouching <laughs> or you were depressed. Or... I have I have like an on-air posture, okay, and then I'm my normal but you posture. get comfortable and then you I just do. start yeah getting getting it, into it. it. It's it's just like uh, an indoor stadium, Joe. You make this place too comfortable, and I start slouching. And then people just hang out all freaking day, and you can't get rid <laughs> of them. Get out of here. Yep. So, um, 
yeah. So we'll have more shows, but I'm actually kind of happy football season's over. It's nice to put it to bed. I need kind of like a football break after, uh, after all that. So um, hopefully next year we're talking about the Browns. Can I, I make like, a recommendation? Yeah. All right. Sundays between one and four o'clock. Now mm-hmm. it's open. You don't have anything to do. Yeah. Invest that time into something that's beneficial. Exactly. F- spiritually are, uplifting. Are you talking to me or physically? are you talking to the people? You. <laughs> but if anybody else. Yeah. 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 But develop something. Like yeah. don't just squander that time now. Oh, that believe it's freed me. Up. Believe me. My my time uh, right now is invaluable. I will. Uh, I any any free time I get where I, where I can sneak a, even a 20 minute nap or work on something that I've been dying to work on. I will do that as much as I can. So well, this is a gift to you. Yes. This is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> at least until April. Two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so we will, uh, we'll be back with more Joe Danier, Justin Coffin. Make sure to follow Youngstown studio and the three, three Oh sports show. Everybody enjoy your day and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.